0: Which defensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys is on the verge of stardom? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast.
1: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily
0: Dallas locked Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your locked team on. every locked day. Locked On. Locked, locked on. on. Locked On Cowboys. Locked
1: On Cowboys.
0: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile Make Your Moment Sparkle, which will be from bluenile.com. And Locked On Cowboys listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast is exclusive, includes engagement. Use promo code Locked On at checkout. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir?
1: Not much. I'm excited to talk defensive tackles. I really think that this is one of the positions that, you know, we really could see a, a whole bunch of improvement and because uh, we have a lot of young players, some new players here. So I'm kind of excited to kind of sort that all out because I do think it, it shows some, uh, some some bright future ahead. Hopefully,
0: yeah. We should also mention that this is going to be our last show of the week. We'll come back on Monday and Tuesday, continuing with our uh, defensive end preview. We'll get to linebackers later next week. Maybe some free agency news if the Cowboys actually make a move. We've been saying that every week, but they, they got to work works. with us on
1: that deal. You know, like that's yeah. the, that's, that's on them at this point, yeah. not us. No,
0: I will say this is about the time last year that the Cowboys yeah. brought in Malik Hooker. So not completely unrealistic to think that they could sign somebody. We've started to see a little bit more free agent movement over the last couple of weeks, but we'll get into that. If it ever happens, let's talk about the defensive tackles today. Um, But what are just your general thoughts on this group kind of going into training camp?
1: Well, you know, it felt like last year going into the, to camp and everything that they had, you know, kind of similar sort of uh, a lot of, a lot of questions, uh, you know, a, a lot of questions as to what the defensive tackle position was going to look like, what the answers that the Cowboys had on hands was, was going to you know provide for them. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, short of a uh, borderline miraculous start by uh, Odigizua, I, I think they would have been in real trouble last year, especially after Gallimore's elbow injury. Uh, Fast forward to where we are now. You know, you you suddenly you've had a very promising uh, uh, first year for Odigizua. Gallimore was able to come in the latter part of the season and give you some good snaps at times, but now he's fully healthy. You know, you got another year to kind of pull the dice. Let's see what you get out of Tristan Hill. You got a promising young rookie in Ridgeway and and Bohana coming back after a year in the weight room. I, I think that the Cowboys are just in a much better spot at the position. A year later, simply be I mean, if only for the fact that these younger players now have another year of experience underneath their belt and you have a couple guys that you're hoping that could really, really break out in, in Gallimore and Odigizua.
0: Yeah, I just wanna remind people that like early on in the season, the Cowboys played a lot of Quentin Bohana. You know, I'm looking at like an early season game against the Chargers. Bahana played 28 snaps. Uh, you had Brent Urban played 44 snaps in this game. 40 snaps for Carlos Watkins. 61 snaps for Oso Digizua. Like they were pretty depleted already, even after the Gallimore injury. Tristan Hill still working his way back from the PUP list. And they survived, right? And I think you feel a lot better about the depth, kind of going into this season with guys being healthy. You also added somebody in the draft yeah. in John Ridgeway. I just think we're in a much better spot now.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was just frankly no dynism at the no. defensive tackle position last year. You know, and and you talked about it, like guys like Urban and, and, and Watkins. You know, they were throwing these snaps at these guys just to kind of hold up inside, but but relying on. You know, the Randy Gregory's, the Mike Parsons and the Demarcus Lawrence's to be the ones to actually provide pressure of any kind. And then, and anything that Odigizua was able to uh, uh, kind of, you know, provide in those first few weeks, that was all that they got out of the defensive
0: well, position. I, I, I want to also mention, like, Justin Hamilton played 250 yep. snaps on defense for this team last year because they were just so decimated.
1: And he was solid. You know, Like that's the thing is that like they 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 had a, a comfortable floor, I feel like, with the defensive tackles they had. It wasn't like, you know, there's been Cowboys seasons where they've had nothing at defensive tackle and it showed. And, and I think that, you know, that, that at the end of the year, it did kind of rear its ugly head, especially when you're playing San Francisco. and There were definitely times when, you know, teams were able to run the football and the Cowboys that they really concentrated on it. Uh, but it certainly wasn't as bad as it has been at certain points. And again, now that we are where we are, I, you know, I kind of feel pretty – I'm interested to see what happens in training camp because I think that you've got some interesting players who, uh, you know with, again, another year in the system could be much better. And then you've got some young guys who uh, you're still kind of seeing like Ridgeway that you're kind of still waiting to see exactly what you can get out of him this year.
0: Were you referring to the 2013 Cowboys that played Nick Caden, Landon Cohen, Everett Dawkins, Drake Nevis, Marvin Austin, Corey Irvin, Jerome Long, and Frank Curse, and David Carter at defensive tackle?
1: Marvin Austin, man. Do you remember Marvin (laughs) Austin taking significant snaps as a defensive tackle for this team? Because I do. It's seared in my brain, and it's only 10 years ago. So, yeah I, I that is one of the years I'm certainly referring to. but I mean, frankly, the cowboy, we, we talked about it, right? Like it's so bad. Man. how How often have the cowboys like consistently, I mean, how often have they had years where they've had a solid defensive tackle to? Oh, you? they barely had a, an average defensive tackle. To play on this team at times. Do you, do you remember how excited like we were
0: like in 2014 when they had Ken Bishop and Devon Coleman and Josh Brent was going to play for a little bit and they had Terrell McLean it was a big deal. Like we did podcast on Terrell McLean, like how excited we were about Terrell McLean playing like an average defensive tackle. Terrell
1: McLean was like you know it, it was like. Uh an oasis in the desert it was like <laughs> it was aaron donald
0: like, for the cowboys and we had to-
1: <laughs> yeah it was like I mean, it was and, and look i mean again Terrell McLean played some good snaps for you but dealt yeah with sure in, but dealt with a whole bunch of injuries you know brent dealt with his situation it, but that's the thing is that they got like some guys who okay david Irving brings a very similar situation. brought in a couple of different guys play at different times but whatever reason it just never worked out injury off field stuff you know it's yep. so uh, hopefully the cowboys you know they they're solving the problem at this point with numbers i think and they have several different guys that they could anticipate breaking out and, and really helping this room
0: uh, all right we're going to get to all the players and kind of break down where they're at heading into the season but before we do that I want to tell you guys about Rock Auto. Uh, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts store to stock up on all the parts that you need. But Rock Auto has everything from engine control modules and brake parts to motor oil and even new carpet. Whether for it's your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. So go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Land, let's start running through some of these players. Let's start with the starters. Uh, Deville Gallimore, probably their most talented defensive lineman on the team. Certainly he's got the most athletic upside. What are you expecting from him in year three?
1: Well, you know, first of all, it's just good to see uh, him be healthy uh, at least for now. I mean, he didn't get uh, actually injured until actually was it was it training camp or was it week one? I it was remember. in the preseason. He got yeah, hurt or, in a meaningless preseason game, which was frustrating. That was really frustrating. You know, there was a lot of talk about him, you know, uh, breaking out and having really, really a nice training camp. Uh, so it was frustrating because again, we just talked about it. like the Cowboys have had real problems, you know, filling out their defensive tackle mm-hmm. depth chart. So when he got hurt, obviously there was a lot of shifting of the onus onto uh, Odigizua and, and a lot of focus there. But you know Gallimore is a guy who you know, came into the league is kind of just a very athletic defensive tackle, played in a, that kind of unusual OU defense. Uh, kind of had him playing in, in different spots and maybe a little bit out of position, especially considering what he would end up playing for the Cowboys. Uh, and you know so he he's he's had a year of. Transitioned into kind of into the NFL, started to show us a little something last year. Got the injury, which kind of obviously threw him off track. He was able to come back a little bit later in the season and, and show you something, but it still, you know, isn't quite what the promise was that we that we had uh, kind of going into the season last year. Now, now here we are. He's had a, a full healthy offseason uh, and and apparently put on 16 pounds of pure muscle from what we've been told. Uh, so, you know, look. I think the first thing with him is where's his weight at? Like what 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 I mean, it sounds like he's he's had a good offseason, he's put on a lot of good weight. I don't not questioning what it what kind of shape he's in. Sure. I'm asking how much does he weigh? Like, what, what position is he going to be playing? Is he going to be shifting more into kind of a one technique role where he can play a little bit more inside and then kick out on pass rushing downs, or is the idea that he's just going to play at three technique at you know three hundred and fifteen to three hundred twenty pounds, which is certainly you know not outside the realm of possibility? But it's just interesting to think about you know where he, you know, what his portfolio I guess is going to look like next season. At that weight and, and how that interplays with the other young defensive tackle that you're excited about, Odigizua.
0: I think he's got the most pass rush upside
1: of anybody in this defensive tackle room. Right? I mean,
0: he, he runs in the four sevens, which is still—I mean, at least he did when he was 290 pounds, not 330 yeah. or whatever. Whatever, he is. Uh, yeah. whatever he is. It's just because we haven't seen him yet. In the NFL, anywhere he has the two pressures. Like, you see flashes of it, right? And you can see him get up the field a couple of times and jump a snap, and he can be disruptive. It's just we haven't seen him put together a full a full game, and that's what I really want to see from him in year three. Uh, let's talk about probably the other starter, Oso Otigizuwa. We talk about him a lot on this podcast. Thought he started the season off really well, and then he just wore down. But going into year two, what can we expect from double O?
1: I am actually more excited about uh, Odigizua than I am about Gallimore. And that's nothing against Gallimore. I just think that Odigizua's athletic profile is unique in a way that I think is going to be problems for the NFL teams once he kind of develops. He has length that you just don't see at the position, especially for a guy who uh, truly fits a kind of defensive tackle position. I mean, he's strong. strong, He's so strong. His strength combined with his leverage is why he was able to play. I don't know. Maybe you have the snaps in front of you. But, I mean, he played 700-plus snaps of de- nose tackle, I think. I mean, or, or not. maybe not nose tackle specifically, but he played so many snaps for a defensive tackle rookie. And 643 uh, snaps.
0: Now, the Cowboys did a better job as the season went on of limiting his snaps. But there was, was a stretch <laughs> there where he was playing – 41, 41, 49, 49 39, 40 snaps I mean it's just it's too much for a guy that was I mean had to play
1: basically every week and, and he showed you some stuff. I think the, look he, a 285 pound guy playing those tackling the NFL you better have really good leverage and really good strength and he showed you that he has those things. He has these long arms as well he's getting better with his hands. his quickness is is certainly good enough to be a, a, a threat as a pass rusher. So I actually think he may have uh, just as much pass rush upside as Gallimore, maybe more depending on how well he's able to develop. So, i think that you know you what you're looking at for a digizua is that okay you, you've had you played 640 snaps uh, mostly all kind of condensed into the front part of the season yep uh how do you take that you know what take that tape go improve in the offseason make yourself better and what areas are you growing in and I, I imagine he's probably put on some weight as well i mean i think playing at 285 pounds. Especially between the, the guard and the center is 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 incredibly difficult. So I would imagine he's probably closer up to two ninety, but still with that same level of explosion. Yep. Um, and then and then we'll see exactly you know how they deploy them. But I really do think that the Cowboys are. Yes, I agree with you that they are, have to be excited with the this this combo, this pairing that they have they haven't had a a pairing of defensive tackles in a long time. And so the fact that they've got these two and then a couple other guys behind them that they may have some hope for uh, really, really, really does bode well. And then I think you add in, before we get into the kind of the rest of the guys, you talk about the starters, right? You have these two guys that you like. And then if you're talking about pass rush interior, we won't go into these guys, but I think we need to mention the, add this kind of in this juncture that they're going to get a lot of pass rush reps from, the defensive tackles that are kicking inside, whether it's Golson or Basham or whomever. Maybe some Lawrence, yep. Yeah, for sure. They they will get some snaps from some of these guys rotating in. So that will help increase increase the efficiency, I think, of some of the defensive tackles because they're not going to have to take all those snaps. And then you hopefully get some help from some of these down roster defensive tackles who are able to kind of kick in in certain packages and uh, and certain deployments that will help also just kind of take some of the wear and tear off of those other top two guys' body.
0: One more thing about Osa before we move on. Uh, I, I talked about Gallimore never having a game with more than two pressures. Osa digizuwa had five games last year with four or more pressures. Yeah. I mean, I might just be wrong. Maybe Osa's the guy that has more pass rush upside. I mean, you look at the athleticism. You still figure that Gallimore could maybe put it together once he starts to play more. But I man, Osa that did pretty well uh, creating pressures last year now he did really slow down as the end of the year went on in his last four games. He had just four total pressures. And I also think you saw him as a run defender start to slow down. Like he just, I I just think he he got worn down from the entire process of, you know, the being a draft pick and getting ready for the draft. And then the offseason, and then playing all these snaps at one technique and nose tackle. But if he can play the way he did in the first, I don't know, six, seven games of the season. We're talking about a pretty good player here, Landon.
1: Absolutely. You know, I mean, he's a guy that also got ground up a lot at training camp because they were trying to get these rookies a lot of snaps to get him ready. They didn't know that they were going to actually need him to play a large lion's share of the snaps early on in the season. So I think, you know, going straight from a very serious grind of training camp into the regular season where you're suddenly playing I mean, a rookie defensive tackle playing more than twenty snaps a game is ridiculous, and he was playing forty plus in multiple games. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it, it's just it really wore him out. And again, when you're undersized a little bit, that can really kind of continue, also cause an issue yep. as well.
0: So, if you had to bet on one of these two players becoming like a, a borderline Pro Bowl player in twenty twenty two, would you bet on Osa?
1: Yes, I would. I mean, that's that's my preference because I think. Well, while you're correct that Neville Gallimore is kind of objectively a better athlete, I actually think the combination of skills that o- Osa has in his length, his ability, to, his flexibility, which causes the low leverage that, that is really makes his life, dif- life difficult for whoever he's going against. I think those combination of skills really, really add up to something special. And that's why oh, I, I love these guys that are like the ex wrestler types that are, you know, that are built like that because You know, they understand leverage, they understand how to make their bodies flexible to the point where they can get low. And when you're low and explosive and you've got long arms, I mean that's really, really hard to stop inside. And that's why I think he has real talent that could really develop.
0: Uh all right, let's talk about the rest of these guys. But before we do that, we got to tell you about a great new product from Built Bar. It's brownie chunk oh, built bar, but it's the puff version, which is absolutely incredible. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness, <laughs> but stop drooling and listening. They are also good for you. Only 150 calories, but 17 grams of protein. Go to built.com right now and use promo code locked on to get 10% off your order I promise you, these are not going to last very long because my wife absolutely loves them. <laughs> Already ordered a couple of boxes. Uh, you can enjoy them guilt free because they are good for you. Again, built.com, promo code locked on to get 10% off your next order. All right, let's uh, run through the rest of these uh, defensive linemen. Let's start with Carlos Watkins, who's probably mm-hmm. going to play the most snaps after Gallimore and Osa. Watkins joined the team last year. What are you expecting from him this year?
1: Yeah, Watkins kind of had the uh, inverse Odigizua season, right? Where mm-hmm. it's, it felt like he really struggled out of the gate and, and didn't play great football early on, uh, and, and really, you know, was kind of a liability at different points. Uh, was one of the spots that, that of the team that you know, that you know, in the early part of the season where the, where the Cowboys were playing really good football, that he was actually kind of a little bit of a disappointment. Not that, that not that a ton was expected of him, but it's just you know, in a spot where the Cowboys were already thin. He wasn't exactly giving them great snaps early on, it felt like. But then as the season wore on, especially at the end of the year, he really started playing good football. Well, I, mean, and I also
0: think it helped when they started to limit his snaps. They played him far yeah. too many snaps. I, I think, I kind of think he's one of these defensive linemen, like once you get past 30 snaps for him, the play just really drops Diminishing off. Diminishing returns. Yeah. I, I yep. think
1: you're right. You know, I mean, and I think that that maybe. You know, I wonder if that says something also about Odigizua that he that he is a guy that you can give a high number of snaps, you know, once he's kind of Made his way into you know being ready for a whole season, but anyways, going back to Watkins, I think you know you look at what he was able to do a little bit as a kind of rotational defensive tackle, and and he did provide like a solid player against the run. You know he was he's not a, he's not ever going to be a pass rusher. He's not ever going to be a guy that you, you're going to get you know five six sacks from. But again, in the Cowboy scheme where uh, Quinn is going to have these guys lining up in all different techniques, they're going to have all kinds of different looks up front. Uh, As we start to kind of go through the the deeper part of the depth chart, we'll talk about this a little bit more. But guys like Carlos Watkins who can play the one technique, he can play three, he can play a five, he can play a four-eye. He can play all the techniques all the way from the center's nose all the way into the inside of the, the tackle's shoulder. So I think guys like that are increasingly valuable as a way to make sure that your defense is fundamentally sound while deploying the more dynamic aspects of your defense, wherever you need them in order to attack an
0: offense. One of the bigger wild cards of the entire defense is Tristan Hill, uh, who missed the first, I think it was nine weeks last year uh, coming back from that knee, knee injury. His game against the Raiders, which I just watched a couple days ago, uh, the Thanksgiving game, he was phenomenal. and He was so good as a run defender in that game. And then he gets suspended afterwards because he punched a a, a Las Vegas Raider. Comes back against Washington and plays one of the worst games I've seen him play. Just was so bad in terms of discipline. Uh, But against Philadelphia in Week 18, plays well again. He's healthy now. It's year four in the system. He's only 24 years old. Like He's about a full year younger than the Gallimore, same age as Osa. What are we expecting from him in year four?
1: <laughs> well, that's I mean, that's the question, right? Like I mean, I think that's the problem, you know, is that you just described him perfectly with with, with that. It's that he he entices you with these flashes and then he misses six weeks with a knee injury or mm-hmm. and, and you know you can't blame a guy for, for, for missing time with a knee injury, but it's it's always something. Right, it's always he's missing time. He punched a dude, so he got like four, do, you know the suspensions. It's like, do you
0: know how many snaps he's played in his three years in the NFL?
1: I bet it's less than a thousand. Five
0: hundred and twenty-seven. Oh my god! I mean, that's crazy. Like, oh, especially for, about one hundred and fifty uh, more snaps last year than what Tristan uh, Hill is in his entire career.
1: Yeah, and and like this is a second round pick, you know. So mm-hmm. I, look he has a physical skill set that is uh, appetizing. And especially for what this team wants to do, because I do think that he is one of these guys who, he is the rare player on this, on this defensive tackle room who I think could and should be deployed similarly to Watkins, where he can play all up and down the line. But he's the only one of those guys who has any kind of level of dynacism to his game. Mm-hmm. right? Like I, I think that if he could figure it out, he would be an incredibly valuable third defensive tackle because I think he can play both the one and the three very mm-hmm. well. And, and, and maybe, you know, if he could find some consistency to his game, uh, to play them, you know, uh, to in a positive manner, not just as a guy taking up snaps. So uh, I, you know, I still think that there's obviously incredible upside with Tristan Hill. You know, I question his headspace. his, I mean, only based on what we've seen him do, well, only based on the fact that he's constantly getting into fights, he seems very confrontational. I love the attitude. I love the guy that plays with no gloves. You know, I love the the guy that uh, that is angry at the media for no reason. Like, I think that the, the, I honestly think that the Cowboys need more of those guys. But I also need that guy to play football. Like he like his demeanor is off the field, and frankly, on the field when the snap's not going on. Right. So. I, I, if he could play at a level of the consistency that you know we haven't seen from him yet, we've seen the flashes. We just need to reduce the amount of time between the flashes.
0: He has the highest range of possibilities for the Cowboys this year Absolutely. because I can see a scenario where he dominates the turn camp with the preseason. He's your starting three technique week one against Tampa Bay. I can also see a scenario where he's just not on the roster and it's not even yep. really close. And we're doing a cutdown show Hey, Tristan Hill got cut, and we don't even really spend that much time on him because he hasn't been a factor. Uh, so, again, a true wild card in that defensive line room. A couple other guys, and we're, we're just going to mention these guys together because I think they're competing for one spot. Quinton Bohana and then John Ridgway. Two zero techniques, no stackles, whatever you want to call them. Probably fighting for one roster spot.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that doesn't sound unreasonable. It, it, it really depends on exactly how much they plan on varying up their their fronts this year. I mean, maybe what they want to do is 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 play two of these guys and play like a two four or something like that. You know, so they may have plans for both of these. But I I don't think that you're you're being uh, uh, wrong. I don't think you're wrong necessarily that they, from the outside looking in, you know, just based on what the way they played last year, that they're likely playing for one spot because they just they just didn't use a true nose tackle that often. They played so much nickel and, and 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 you know, there's just it was really kind of more of a mix up scheme that they would start playing those kind of bigger guys inside. So, you know, Bahana is a guy who came in, you know, he just he was basically a guy you threw snaps at. He was he was the bottom of the roster defensive lineman. Uh, you know, and this is the seventh round pick rookie, you know, so yeah. that's, that's not frankly shocking that he didn't play as well as Josh Brent, uh, Josh Brent as a, as a, uh, was the, the number nine, just, Justin Hamilton, uh, but you know, Hamilton may not have been a draft pick, may not have a lot of pedigree, but he had been playing in the NFL for years and had, had played a lot of, to- of, of snaps. So he had some experience and Bahana wasn't exactly able to ever really kind of take away snaps from, from Hamilton a year of the training in the training room. We'll see exactly what kind of shape he's in. But it doesn't sound like he's going to give up that job lightly to Ridgeway, and Ridgeway is a guy that they basically, uh, you know, drafted a brawler. Essentially, to come in to, fight, to, to start fights in training camp is really what yeah. they did. That's it. it seems like it. And so far, so good, buddy. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, I, I think uh, you know, it's he's he's a guy that you need again. Like I, I want the guys that don't want to wear gloves. I want the guys yeah. that want to fight all the time. Like those are the guys. I want somebody to have the attitude, have the pride, to have the physicality to stop. You know what happened to us in San Francisco yeah. early in the game last year. You have some, pride and, and I when think
0: you're getting your, your butt kicked, yeah. right?
1: And, 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 and not be afraid to kick the butt of your the, the, of your teammates yeah. to get into gear and, and, and to play this game. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for Ridgeway, and 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 for as far as Mahana goes. I'm excited to see Ridgeway push Bohana and let's see what those two guys can do and, and, and may the best man win. And if both of you guys look good, maybe they find a spot for both of these guys. But, but I, I I think that, you know, the way that we played last year, it it seems likely that the best man will get the spot. And then maybe they try to like stash the other guy. Uh,
0: That's the thing is I think because Ridgeway was a higher pick, he went to the senior bowl. My guess is he's going to make the roster and Bohana is going to be an option for the practice squad. I mean, there's just not a big market for 350 pound nose tackles that don't give you much of a pass rush and are even kind of average as run defenders. But we'll see if Bohana had a great off season and he comes in 25 pounds lighter and he can move a little bit, would surprise me if he makes the roster at all. Well, not we'll, at all. Ch- we'll check in on that one. Um, yeah. Last question about the defensive tackles before we head out. Do you think this is a spot? where the Cowboys would be wise to bring in a veteran, uh, whether that's a big name like Eddie Goldman or Ndamukong sue do you think they need another body going into training camp?
1: I don't think we know yet. I, I think this is another spot where we should probably get in a couple of weeks of training camp first, and, you know, especially at defensive tackle, right? Because y- it's hard to make any kind of snap judgments without pads on. Right? Yeah. So so they need to see these guys take some snaps and pads, see what they have in place. You know, the good news is that you've got Zach Martin. So <laughs> it's a pretty good measuring stick. For yeah, you'll how, find how out pretty he, quick, right? You'll find out pretty quick if these guys can play. So uh, I, I think that, you know, they'll – I wouldn't imagine that this is a spot that the Cowboys would be shopping for before training camp. Now, once training camp gets in there, Mohana doesn't look good. Ridgeway doesn't look like the player that they thought he was. Or you have or, an injury or right? Or Hill is not someone that you, you're thinking. I mean, you could potentially. I mean, depending on how situations shake out, you could be looking for a uh, rotational one technique. You could be looking for a backup three technique. You could be looking for a starter at one technique if things you know don't go well. So I do think it's possible that you look around here, but I think the Cowboys have tons of numbers right now. They need to find out what they have and the guys they have. And then they'll likely turn around and try to go shopping. Maybe even after week one, where the, the veteran guarantee is kind of out of the way.
0: The good news is this is one spot in free agency that has some players yeah. available. Like if you want yeah. to go out and get a star, star who got cut by the the Bills or a Linval Joseph. I'm, I'm looking at some other names right now, uh, but there are we obviously we mentioned Adama Konsu, we mentioned Eddie Goldman. There are players out there that could come in and give you. 25 to 30 snaps right away. Now, the problem is, is you're just not going to find guys that can come in and be really good run defenders and give you six sacks on a the season. They're just not out there in free agency right now. But if you need bodies to just kind of get you through a month of the season without killing you, those guys are out there.
1: Yeah, and that that provides a nice soft floor for the regular season, right? Like at the very least, you know, you could go in with, with maybe an understaffed defensive tackle room that you hope is going to play up they upside, maybe a little slightly younger group than you would normally, knowing that if it doesn't work out, you just can sign one of these guys off the street. They can play the 15 to 20 to 25 snaps that you you use a nose tackle, and then you go from there.
0: If they need some pass rush help, like Sheldon Richardson still out there as well. Uh, Trey Flowers, who's kind of like a 3-4 defensive end. I think he could play inside as a three technique. There are guys out there, but I don't think the Cowboys are going to be – in a hurry to take away any of the snaps from their young guys. Again, they've got like three, actually five. Now, yeah, five defensive tackles under the age of twenty-five that they all spent draft picks on. I think they want to see that. Plus, we you mentioned Chauncey yeah. Golston, who's been lining up inside on all the pass rush situations. This isn't really the time to go out and sign
1: somebody. At least not right now. Not yet. Not yet. We got to see what we've got first. And again, there's no rush. I mean, because no. not all these guys are going to get signed you don't necessarily want to guarantee anybody's any veterans contract. So exactly. probably wait until after week one. To be honest. All right. That is it for today's show.
0: Thank you guys for tuning in and thank you for making locked on Cowboys. Your first listen of the day. Now make the ultimate NBA mock draft show. Your second listen. Uh, we have over 50 NBA insiders on the odyssey sports app. Uh, they've got draft experts from locked locked on NBA, uh, the big board five episodes show already underway to get you ready for the big uh, draft on Thursday night. Go ahead and check out that show right now wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow this podcast: Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. Check us out over on YouTube. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCool BCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you guys right back here on Monday.